Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Find out how RAIN can help you stay ahead of global events at rainnetwork.com. This is RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, your go-to source for quick and reliable geopolitical intelligence. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome aboard. Every year, the Central Asia country of Kazakhstan celebrates its Independence Day, marking its separation from the Soviet Union. It was the last former Soviet Republic to do so. But since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there's evidence, or perhaps rumors, that Kazakhstan is concerned about its relationship with Russia. Matthew Orr has all the details. He's a Eurasia analyst with RAIN. Matthew, it's great to have you back. Hey, Emily, it's great to be here. Is it true that the relationship between Russia and Kazakhstan may be worsening? Well, the, the, the short answer is that there's, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that something like that is taking place. But on the other hand, uh, no, you know, no real, uh, no real degradations uh, of relations have taken place. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you just look at some of the events that have taken place uh, in bilateral relations since the invasion, there's a lot of evidence suggests that tensions between Russia and Kazakhstan are growing uh, quite significantly. Uh, this kind of all hit the Western headlines when Kazakhstan's president, uh, uh, Tokayev, actually uh, told Putin to his face at the St. Petersburg Economic Forum that Kazakhstan would not recognize uh, uh, the independence of, of Russia's quasi-independent uh, uh, republics in Ukraine, uh, and Kazakhstan has continued to maintain that position and, and does not uh, recognize R- uh, Russia's actions in Ukraine. But really, there had been other signs. So, you know, as far back as uh, um, uh, March, uh, Kazakhstan had started to uh, re- remove pro-Russian symbols from uh, public spaces, things with like the, the V and the Z, uh, these letters that had become kind of pro-Russian symbols. Uh, there was also the, the the traditional May 9th victory parade, uh, in Almaty, uh, uh, in Kazakhstan, was actually canceled. Uh, a lot of people believe that that was related to uh, Kazakhstan not wanting to show itself to be, you know, tying itself so deeply into these symbols that Russia sees as kind of uh, the the symbols of close alignment uh, uh, with Moscow and Moscow's ver- version of history. Um, but then, uh, kind of the more significant uh, signs really began to pick up. Uh, the biggest was that there's actually been four shutdowns of the CPC pipeline, the, the, the Trans-Caspian pipeline that uh, takes Kazakh oil, uh, the, the vast majority of Kazakhstan's oil out of the country, uh, that's, that pipeline has experienced four shutdowns this year, uh, all of which were, were unplanned essentially and essentially on dubious grounds. Uh, and that, those are just some uh, of, the, of the factors that have led us to believe that Kazakhstan's uh, relations with Russia uh, are, are worsening. But on the other hand, Kazakhstan, you know, remains closely tied with Russia. It continues to sign agreements on on future cooperation with Russia. And Kazakhstan's president uh, was uh, called Putin, I think, first of all foreign leaders after he uh, announced that he would uh, uh, basically change the constitution and run for a seven-year term uh, uh, on, on November 20th, so just about a month from now. 
so th- there's still all these signs that uh, Kazakhstan's president remains very close to Russia, and Russia doesn't seem particularly concerned about Kazakhstan at this time, or at least that's the signals that they're sending, that Tokayev uh, uh, it re- very much remains uh, Moscow's guy, so to speak. So, Matthew, what is each side seeking from the relationship? Like, what are the Kremlin's goals in Kazakhstan, and are they attainable on the world stage, I should say? (laughs) Yeah, so Russia's most ambitious goals with regard to Kazakhstan would be to make Kazakhstan into something like what Russia's done to Belarus, where Belarus is essentially entirely dependent on, on Russia economically, uh, and now essentially in, in so many other ways as Russia and Belarus into, integrate in this entity called uh, the, the Union State. In an ideal world, Russia would probably want uh, Kazakhstan to be similarly close to Russia um, uh, economically, legally, politically, of course, integrated w- w- with Russia, its policies, etc., but I think the 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 Kremlin likely realizes that at least in the in, in the near to midterm, uh, that that goal is, is pretty um, is pretty optimistic, particularly amid Russia's war in Ukraine, right, which is drawing all of Russia's resources and uh, is provides a very clear economic reason for a country like Kazakhstan to actually distance itself from Russia and instead integrate with with other regional friends and allies as it's done, uh, including countries like uh, China and Turkey. Uh, uh, President Tokayev has actually had the leaders of of China and Turkey uh, visit uh, his country uh, in the months since the invasion, and those visits were accompanied by uh, not only concrete agreements about investment and uh, economic cooperation, but also Tokayev stressing his, his close personal ties to these leaders. He uh, awarded President Xi Kazakhstan's highest uh, award uh, and, and, and actually awarded um, the Turkish president, a, a Erdogan, a similar uh, award. So it, it's quite clear that, that, that Kazakhstan is, is pushing back uh, against kind of uh, close alignment with, with Russia, at least now. The other thing I would like to point out is that Kazakhstan maintains what it calls its multi-vector foreign policy, which basically aims to uh, uh, develop uh, ties with all of its of its uh, regional kind of partners and, and allies, and not to become too focused on one single kind of foreign policy direction. Uh, that the policy has long been interpreted in Russia as a way for Kazakhstan to, you know, justify not becoming more deeply integrated uh, uh, with Russia. And that foreign policy is kind of the pillar of a lot of kind of Kazakh uh, policy. It's essentially uh, Tokayev's domestic reforms are often framed as intended to preserve that foreign policy, you know, hinting at the prospect of becoming more deeply integrated with Russia, you know, if uh, the, the country's internal stability uh, can, cannot be cannot be maintained. So I, I think all of that makes a picture where Kazakhstan's policy can be summed up like something like the following: It's that you want to keep your friends close. So Kazakhstan's Kazakhstan's friends are countries like China and Turkey, but it wants to keep its enemies closer, namely Russia, because it knows that if it publicly makes too much too much distance from Moscow, uh, then Moscow is quite likely to resort to coercion or possibly even. Uh, force military action to ensure that Kazakhstan remains more closely aligned with Russia. 
Did I not read that Kazakhstan's leader said when men were leaving Russia to avoid being called up that they were welcome there? Yes, they did. I, I should have mentioned that in the first part. So th this is another one of uh, the, the long list of ways that uh, Kazakhstan has rankled uh, Moscow. Uh, so Kazakhstan is increasingly the destination for Russians who are fleeing Russia's mobilization, including many kind of, uh, you know, fairly wealthy Russians, uh, people from, from the middle class, uh, highly educated people, programmers, IT people, thing, things of that that sort. Uh, and so, yeah, obviously Kazakhstan, uh, you know, opening its doors to those people uh, essentially allows the Kremlin to claim that Kazakhstan is becoming a bastion for uh, forces that, that, that you know, are, are not aligned with, with Russian interests. So yes, it's another one of these ways that, that Kazakhstan is trying to exert uh, its influence and, and, and create a broader space uh, for an independent policy precisely because Russia is currently tied up in Ukraine and not able to respond more um, with escalatory or retaliatory action against Kazakhstan. Well, would Russia consider military action against Kazakhstan, considering everything that you've mentioned? Yes, I, I think that it would, although we have to very clearly caveat this, that this is uh, at this time, uh, an extremely remote uh, possibility. It, this is more something that uh, is a possibility many years down the line, and particularly in a case where Russia is able to end the war in Ukraine uh, on terms that are more or less favorable uh, and avoid uh, long-term instability in Russia. Uh, in a scenario like that, you, Moscow could very easily you know, turn turn eastward uh, and say say to Kazakhstan, well, look, you know, you you really tried to stress your your independence and and move away from us when we were in a difficult moment. But now that we are, you know, our resources are freed up, we're we're going to begin focusing our integration uh, efforts down in your direction. And if Kazakhstan doesn't get the message and doesn't comply and voluntarily you know, begin to integrate more deeply with Russia, then of course it, it would threaten something like this. Uh, but th th this is notable even because I think that before the invasion of Ukraine and before the, the, the events of the last several months, you know, a Russian invasion of Kazakhstan w was, was just a, a, a very theoretical possibility. Now this has gone from a, th a merely theoretical possibility to something that is, uh, albeit unlikely and, and quite remote, but something that actually is a possibility um, uh, in the coming years, particularly also if Kazakhstan is not able to maintain internal stability, uh, as we saw in, in January of this year when mass protests swept Kazakhstan, uh, Russia uh, quite notably uh, led its alliance, the CSTO, to send troops to Kazakhstan to calm the situation. Uh, so Russia has already begun to cultivate this this precedent that it, it can use its military forces to intervene in, in, in internal Kazakh uh, affairs. Uh, and so I think that uh, while this is not something that we're, we currently think is, is really possible, uh, it's, it's definitely something that we're going to be tracking for the, for the coming years of how does Kazakhstan preserve uh, its independence uh, in the face uh, of a Russia that has now shown itself to be willing to use force at extremely high cost in order to ensure that countries 
that it sees in its orbit remain closely aligned or at least constrained. Matthew Orr is RAIN's Eurasia analyst. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you so much, Emily. His analysis appears in RAIN Worldview, the risk intelligence app for professionals, and in our consumer publication, which offers objective geopolitical analysis and intelligence covering the global landscape. You can find out more about RAIN Worldview at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emily Donahue, and as always, thank you for listening. 